Welcome back to the Hemingway List War and Peace Extravaganza. Talking about Book 2, Chapter 4. What, 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 what does Rostov's liberal tipping tell us about him? How does it contrast to his actions later in the chapter? And why do you think Rostov has a change of heart and gives the purse back? Kind of a cool chapter. I think a little bit of action, a little bit of intrigue. No pants time, said. I like that name, no pants time. I'm continually amazed by how Tolstoy draws his characters. He doesn't spend a long time describing them physically, but they are also easy to picture in my head. Just by the way he describes their actions and mannerisms and ways of speaking, I'm so freaking entertained by this story. Rostov seems to be a generous and kind person, which is shown in both the liberal tipping and giving the purse back to Talianin when he realised he clearly needed money badly enough to steal it. I'm sure his generosity stemmed partly from the fact that he has money, but still, plenty of people with money aren't generous with it. I like him. Me too. Rostov's pretty awesome, young Nikolai. Um, Samantha Crew said... That, oh, wait a minute. Oh, Azalea Whisperer responded, saying, Yeah, when the message is human psychology and Tolstoy is sensitive... A sensitive man, an artistic writer, the script is it. But when the story is about action, when the soldiers and horses fall through the ice, you want videotape. Okay, interesting take. Samantha Cruz says, It's really funny how Andre reminds me of his dad in the last chapter and how he's feared and respected. And now Rostov reminds me of his dad with his generous attitude towards money. Ah, very interesting. Maybe it is intentional that the kids seem like their parents, as the theme of this book is determinism. Just some random thoughts. Loved this chapter. Infinite I Infinite Lee said, This chapter was intense. Really looking forward to the next one. Beard and Glasses, 1994, said, I felt that Rostov tipping well tells us that money is really no issue to him. He even told Denisov that if he needed money, that he would give it to him. I felt as though he pitied the sobbing Talianin and not in an awe, poor man kind of way, but more along the lines that this man is despicable and not worth fighting and ruining. The fact that he threw the money at him shows that he was not that he not felt sorry, but more disgusted with seeing a grown man sob. Affectionate Song 402 said, I'm just loving Tolstoy's art, the characters, the imagery, seeing, seeing it all play out so clearly. I too see Andre as his father's son and Rostov so clearly a mirror of his father. Determinism for sure. Literature fan says, I think Rostov has a change of heart because he has a moment of clarity where he realises that the money to him and the money to other people mean very different things. Rostov never was put in the position where he had to worry about finances, and now that he's confronted this man for stealing, he starts to feel bad, realising that this man's need overcame his honour. All right. I got another chapter done today, which is good, another chapter edited. So I'll give you a little update on that. Cruising through. Cruising. Uh, and what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, you can support this podcast if you want to at patreon.com slash the Hemingway list, which is an awesome thing to do, and everyone will love you more when you do it. Chapter 5 goes like this. Oh, yeah, by the way, there's a little jump in time here. We pick up again with um, Rostov after the whole um, purse incident. 
but there is a little gap where it seems, I think, to my best understanding, this bit was a bit confusing, but I think there's a little gap where something happened that we don't see it, and they're talking about it sort of in retrospect, a bit like with the bear uh, being tied to the policeman. Um, that's my understanding of this bit. Now, if I can just get my computer to open the chapter. Chapter 5 goes like this. Later that evening, there was a heated discussion among the squadron's officers in Denisov's quarters. I'm telling you, Rostov, you've got to apologise to the colonel, said a tall, grizzly-haired staff captain with an enormous moustache and big wrinkly face to Rostov, who was going all red in the face. The staff captain, Kirsten, had already been demoted to the ranks over matters of honour twice, and both times had regained his commission. No one calls me a liar, cried Rostov. He told me. He told me I lied, and I told him he lied. His word against mine. He can do with me what he wants. Keep me on duty every day, place me under arrest. But no one can make me apologise, because if he, as commander of this regiment, thinks it is beneath him to give me the satisfaction, then... Hold up. Wait, mate, listen a sec. Interrupted the staff captain in his deep ass voice, calmly stroking his long mow. You told the colonel with other officers there to hear that an officer had stolen. It's not my fault if the conversation started in front of the other officers. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything with them there, but I'm not a diplomat. I mean, obviously, that's why I'm a hussar. I didn't think finesse was required here, and he reckons I'm lying, so let him give me the satisfaction. Fine. No one thinks you're a coward, but that's not the point. Ask Denisov what he reckons. Should a cadet demand satisfaction of his regimental commander? Denisov sat there all gloomy for a sec, biting his moustache and listening to them squabble, clearly not wanting to get involved. He answered the staff captain's question by a disapproving shake of the head. You spoke to the colonel about this messy business with other officers there, continued the staff captain, and Bogdanich, that was the colonel's name, tells you to shut up. No, he didn't say shut up, he said I was a liar. Well, fine, whatever. And then you talked a lot of shit to him, and now you've got to apologise. No fucking chance, said Rostov. I expected better from you, said the staff captain, seriously and severely. I get that you don't want to say sorry, but mate, it's not just him this affects, it's the whole regiment. All of us. You are to blame all round. It's like this. You should have thought it over and taken advice, but no, you piss off and run your bloody mouth in front of the officers. What else could the colonel do? Have the officer tried and disgraced the whole regiment? You want to disgrace the whole lot of us over one dickhead thief? Is that how you see it? Because we don't see it like that, and Bogdanich did us all a favour. He accused you straight up of lying. It's not pleasant, but it had to be done. Mate, you put yourself in this mess, and now we're trying to fix the whole situation, but you're still too proud to apologise, and you want to make this whole thing public. You're offended at being put to task here, but why not apologise to an old and honourable officer... Whatever he might be, Bogdanich is a wise and brave colonel. You are too easily offended, but yet you're fine with disgracing our whole regiment. The staff captain's voice was trembling now. It makes no difference to you. You've been in the regiment all of 20 seconds, and you'll be gone just as fast. They'll make you someone's adjutant or something, and you can snap your fingers and paint us Pavlograd officers as a pack of thieves because it won't matter to you, but it matters to us. Am I right, Denisov? It matters to us. 
Denisov didn't move or speak, just looked with his glittering black eyes occasionally at Rostov. You're too proud to apologise, continued the staff captain, but us older and wiser fellows who have grown up in and God willing will die in the regiment, we value the honour of the regiment, and Bogdanich knows it. Oh, and we do value it, mate, and this, what you're doing, is not all right. Take offence, sure, whatever, but always stick to mother truth. It's not right otherwise. And the staff captain rose and turned away from Rostov. That's true, damn it, shouted, Ross, sh- shouted Denisov, jumping up. Now then, Wostov, you know what to do. Rostov was somehow going both red and pale at the same time, looking first at one officer and then at the other. No, guys, no, don't think that. I, I get it, I do. You're wrong if you think I'd... I, For me, yeah, definitely, the honour of our regiment. Ah, oh, well, I'll prove it in action. And for me, the honour of the flag. Ah, oh, whatever, fine. I am to blame for all of this shit. What can I do? Good man, that's it, Count cried the staff captain, turning round and clapping Rostov on the shoulder with his big hand. "'Tell you what,' shouted Denisov. "'He's a top bloke.' "'That's more like it, Count,' said the staff captain, and now he started addressing Rostov by his title, as if in recognition of his confession. "'Go and apologise, Your Excellency. Yep, off you go.' "'Guys, I'll do whatever it takes. No one will hear a word from me,' said Rostov in an imploring voice. "'But I can't apologise. With God as my witness, I can't. Do what you will.' How can I go and apologise like a snivelling little boy wanting forgiveness? Denisov started to laugh. It'll be worse for you that way. Bogdanich is a prick and he'll make you pay if you remain this stubborn about it. Said Kristen. No, I swear this isn't just stubbornness. I can't describe the feeling. I can't. Right. Have it your way, said the staff captain. Anyway, what has become of the thief? He asked Denisov. He's reported himself sick, so he'll be struck off the list to war, muttered Denisov. Yeah, well, he does have an illness. What can you call it? What else can you call it? said the staff captain. I don't care if he has an illness. If I see him, I'll smash him, shouted Denisov murderously. Just then Zerkov entered the room. What brings you here? cried the officers, turning to the newcomer. We're going into action, gentlemen. Mac has surrendered with his whole army. No fucking way. Seen him with my own eyes. What, you saw the real Mac? With hands and feet and all? Into action, into action. Grab him a drink. He deserves it for bringing the news. But how'd you get here? I've been sent back to the regiment, all on account of that prick Mac. An Austrian general complained about me. All I did was congratulate him on Mac's arrival. What's wrong with you, Rostov? You look like you've just gotten out of a hot bath. Ah, mate, we've been up shit creek here the last few days. The regimental adjutant came in and confirmed the news that Zerkov had brought. They were under orders to advance the next day. We're going into action, gents. Well, thank God we've been dicking around here too long. All right, there you go. There's chapter five for you. Have your say about that one over at the subreddit. Thanks for listening. See ya to Moz.